How did a photo booth side hustle turn into a $6 million a year business? Well, stick around because this founder is going to tell you exactly how to start a picture-perfect business of your own. You got to commit first and then figure it out later. We didn't have a lot of money. The first year we did over six figures. No experience, no background in it to think I could do that better. They already proved the concept works, right? right. All I got to do is bring an extra piece of equipment and I can make more money. I think we did about $8,000 for that event. So I would say around 80%. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a good profit margin. Off to start businesses yeah. and change lives. All right, Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and what you love about being the photo booth king of Texas and the world. Yeah, so we got started uh, about 12 years ago, and I started off as a wedding DJ, saw a photo booth there, and, and we built it up. I started doing about 800 events a year. What? And uh, yeah, it was super crazy. People were asking us, like, hey, where could we buy the photo booth from? Because we would have people coming in from out of town to these events, and they, they'd never seen a photo booth before. So we saw an opportunity there to uh, create Photo Booth International, and so we help people get started started with their photo booth business by providing everything they need and the turnkey package. Go back a little bit before the business. Who are you as a person? Where did you come from? What's a little bit about your story? Originally, I'm from South Africa, so we moved here in 2001. We had to start from zero. Did multiple side hustles growing up. I used to mow lawns, wash cars, and that's kind of what led me up to becoming a wedding DJ, and mm -hmm. now I'm doing photo booths. What experience has shaped your philosophy on success and entrepreneurship? What do you want to highlight? When you move here from another country, like you don't really have connections, you start from zero. When you let that settle in and realize, hey, you got to do whatever it takes to make it big, you want to take more risk. Did you recognize that early on? When I got in, uh, into being a teenager, mm -hmm. I was like, hey, uh, I want more. Like, I want, a, I want a big house. I want to be able to buy what I want, you know, and I want to be able to travel. Side hustles doesn't have to mean drop shipping or couch flipping. Keep watching as Josh shares the new gold standard for side hustles. All right, so your personal trainer, you said, goes to your house, right? Yeah. Why don't we do the same and go check it out? Let's go. All right. Hi, right, Josh. Tell us about this place. Yeah, welcome home. This is the, our dream home. Built it last year. You know, we're going to raise our kids here and so we're going to be here for a while. So went all out. Everything is big in Texas. Tell us a little bit about the home. How, how many square feet? Probably 3,000 square feet? Uh, no, no, not 3,000. <laughs> uh, it's about 6,000. Well, let's get inside. It's a little chill out here in Texas. Yep. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. You guys want to come in with us? We'll go check it out. So you were at a wedding as a DJ mm -hmm. in the early days, and you see somebody else's photo booth there, obviously, right? And then you think, I could, I could do that better. Mm -hmm. Help us understand that story. What, what are you thinking? What gave you the confidence, no experience, no background in it, to think that you can do it better? What flaws did you see? I saw that photo booth there. I was like, it doesn't look great. I know they didn't put a lot of effort into it. It was made out of a pipe, I mean, it was a PVC pipe, and using yeah. like curtains. And it was just kind of like homemade. Just cheesy. Yeah, it looks cheesy and cheap. And I'm like, this is a nice event. We're on a ranch. Like, I know the bride and groom spend a lot of money. Now, obviously, at that time, 10 years ago, there was not a lot of options. And that mm -hmm. was the standard. But I was like, well, we could make it look better. Um, so the one that we designed first, we actually had a, uh, a pop-up uh, canopy tent that was made and had a photo booth written around it. So it was really clean and crisp. It didn't look homemade, it was a professional tent, mm -hmm. and it had a, a fully enclosed covering, and the photo booth was inside of it. Interesting, yeah. so you're DJing and something catches your attention. You're yeah, like, because nobody's on the dance ugly. floor. Everyone you know? at the photo booth when they're not on the dance uh, floor. You know? okay. so, like, so I'm competing now. Gave you yeah. time, yeah. yeah. They already proved the concept works, right? right? And I'm already at the event, doing the wedding. All I gotta do is bring an extra piece of equipment and I can make more money. Hmm. So it was a natural 
progression on, on the business at the time. So you you built your first photo booth because yeah. it's quite different, <laughs> yeah, from, quite different from what's behind That's us. Right. But when you did that, uh, talk to us about how you acquired your first customer with regards to the photo booth. Was it an add-on as a DJ? The first event was an add-on. And so, but to get the first event at that time, we were starting off, we didn't have a lot of money or no budget. So we were actually posting ads on Craigslist. Yeah, we got a phone call one day. She, it was from Mary Brown, I remember her. So uh, yeah, she booked us for DJ and photo booth. And um, yeah, we made, that was a $500 event. And uh, yeah, we took the photo booth there and we had a couple of problems. We got there, we forgot the cutter because we were using an inkjet printer back then and cut each photo. Each photo would take like a minute and a half to print. Ouch. Now it prints like in 30 seconds, in 20 seconds. We'll so super that, fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we made it work. And uh, yeah, while I was DJing that event, I forgot my laptop at home. So I had to DJ with two iPhones. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, a lot of learning in that, uh, that first event. But it was fun, you know, and we learned a lot and, you know, brought us to where we are today. So back in 2012, you started Photo Booth International. I want to know the costs associated with that startup. So I would say we started off with about $3,000. We spent um, maybe a thousand or so building the actual photo booth itself and getting the equipment. And then the rest went to graphics, website, and then the biggest expense that I could recall now was our investment into the actual photo printer. Mm -hmm. uh, back then it was... <clears throat> printer, not even the yeah, photo booth. Yeah, yeah, this is the printer. Because we started off with the inkjet printer. You mm -hmm. know, one you can buy at Walmart for like 50 bucks, but that one took like a minute or two to print. But after that, we invested into the photo printer. I remember it was $800 for the printer. Jeez. And then we had to spend another $250 on the ink and paper. So starting off, you know, just that alone, that was a big, it's like thousand bucks for, for a piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was a good investment right because we can now print photos faster and we're more professional so that's that's what it took for us to start in the, in the back but okay uh, now you can get turnkey packages which is what we offer and you get everything you need you don't have to go anywhere else and scavenge it we have payment plans and financing available you do. okay yeah all right we'll check those out so 2012 is when you started Photo Booth International. 2013, how many, what's the revenue look like already by the end of the year? Yeah, so we were doing the event rentals. We're, the first year we did over six figures, about 150,000 really? in event rentals, yeah. What about 2013 now? 2013, we did about 350. So it was scary for first time entrepreneurs. And, yeah. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know about taxes, finances, bookkeeping, none of that stuff. We're just like figuring out as we go and making a lot of mistakes along the way. How old are you at that point? It was 23. 23, yeah. okay. If people are watching, they get into this business, or maybe they're already doing it part-time. You mm -hmm. mentioned 70% or so yeah. are part-timers. Tell us a little bit about going part-time to full-time. What are some key steps that we need to plan for, sit down, write out, to make that switch? Make sure you understand your photo booth and all the capabilities of it. Make sure you have your marketing set up properly. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have your online presence. Let's make like sure that. that we understand the software. Like we have our CRM set up. Our website looks great because a lot of this stuff, the marketing, is, you can do mouth to mouth. You can call up venues. You can call up other photo booth owners. You can call up DJs and you can do partnerships. And that really doesn't cost you much. True, just time. time, yeah. Yeah, and so I think if you think about it creatively in that aspect, not just, hey, okay, I need to spend more or buying something else uh, that you can really set yourself up for success. Nice, well said. All right, Blitz time with Josh. Thanks guys for submitting your questions. First one is, what was your manufacturing background? How did you figure out how to make these photo booths? No manufacturing background, just started off with designs on paper and consistently improved it from there. Which marketing channel brought him the most deals is the question. I would say YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. From the get-go too? Yeah, from All the right. get-go. So YouTube always brought us the best deals because we demonstrated what we were doing at events and we were able to use those videos to get more bookings. What's the secret to scaling? 
Scaling secret is to partner with venues and partner with other vendors. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll extrapolate that more. As someone with unfettered access to high quality selfies, which who is one person, coach, mentor, etc., that you'd love to take a selfie with? Uh, Grand Cardone. Nice, okay. Yeah. What's the most bizarre backdrop request you've ever had? The ball pit photo booth was crazy. That was? Yeah. Okay. What tech would you love to add to your photo booths? AI. We're still working on that. Last one. What the, what's the top advice you would give someone who wants to start their own photo booth business? Get started as soon as possible and start your YouTube channel and vlog the whole process. People like to watch the story. Boom. That's it. That's it. Let's do it. All right. Now we enter the warehouse. Whew. So we don't have any right now, but if we have an order going out, we'll put the pallet here, we'll palletize it, we'll mm -hmm. wrap it up, put the shipping labels and everything. So then we have the truck come back, pull up, load them up, and off to uh, start businesses yeah. and change lives. There you go. <laughs> All right, what's this space, Josh? All right, this is where the magic happens. So essentially he's installing the computer, the camera, the software, mm -hmm. he's testing out everything. We do a 60 point inspection by two separate people. And we want to make it as seamless as possible whenever the customers get it. Absolutely. So you're doing 10 to 15 events on a weekend, which is so exhausting. I want to take a nap just from hearing it. It is. Help us understand what these corporate clients are paying, what the revenue looks like, and any kind of cool, fun experiences uh, from those events. Yeah, corporate clients, uh, we started branching off into that. There was more money, bigger budgets, and a lot of cool experiences. So one of the companies we used to work at, we did an event for McDonald's and Pandora. Oh, wow. Okay. The, um, a big event was in downtown Dallas. They wanted a ball pit photo booth. And so a ball what? A ball pit photo booth. So basically, there was a ball pit there, and we had to mount the camera above the ball pit. So uh, the users would jump into the ball pit and then look up at the camera. Okay. And, and take a photo. So That's cool. I remember so, uh, one of our staff taking the call. They were like, "Well," I said, "Get it over to me." And so this is another lesson. Like, hey, you got to commit. You got to commit first, and then figure it out later. So I said, hmm. I spoke to the person. I, I said, "Hey, what what's the experience that you want?" Once again, we're selling experience. Mm -hmm. They had a vision of having a photo booth, uh, a camera above uh, the ball pit, which they were going to provide the ball pit. Yeah, okay. I said, "Okay, perfect." Just we need can to figure make, out the mount. Yeah, we just need to figure out the mount. Yeah. So that's perfect. Um, so that event, I think we did about $8,000 for that event. Oh, wait, is that uh, a, how many hours is that? Uh, that was probably about four hours for the four-hour event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it worked great. People were lining up, and they had a lot of fun, and it's, it's a super unique event. So corporate clients is probably the way to go yep. if you're marketing the photo booths exactly. as a business, right? Yeah. They're heavily focused on the experience. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't really have too much problem with the budget. Uh, they, they have a creative team that come up with some idea, and then when you get on the phone with them, you need to tell them, hey, how are we going to execute that idea? Mm -hmm. when, you, when you're working with the bride well and groom, said. it's pretty straightforward. Hey, we're going to be at the Omni Hotel in Dallas. It's going to be a four-hour event. We've got 500 people coming, and we need two hours. Then you've got to say, hey, you know what? Two, two hours is not enough for 500 people. Uh, we want to make sure everybody gets a photo, so we, we need to match the amount of hours for the amount of people attending. All right. Makes sense. I love this question because it, there's a lot of things we can extract and learn from this, Josh, and that is the early days with what you know now, what can you go back and do different? Like some of the errors you made, you you've didn't do it so well, but now you're like, man, if I was back there, I'd do it differently. Can you share with us some experiences that we can learn from? Yeah, I'd say the biggest one for me that it kind of applies to a lot of things is when you're hiring people to do services for your business, filing taxes, doing accounting, running payroll, you don't have to know everything about that task that you're hiring for, but just know enough to know that that person is doing their job correctly. I think in our early years, we we're naive 
you know, would be the word. And we like, we would hire someone just hoping that they're, you know, do the job properly. And, yeah. uh, and then come to find out, you know, months later, like it wasn't done correctly. And then having to redo a lot of that work. Hmm. And so I think a lot of the, the lesson there would be like, hey, let's just understand what we're, we're hiring for ourselves. Okay. Uh, taking responsibility for that as a business owner. And then clearly outlining like, hey, Whoever we're hiring for this position, this is exactly what we're looking for. We, we know what we're looking for, so they can't get the will over eyes, if mm -hmm. you will, you know. What about, like, things about ex when it comes to execution as an entrepreneur, as a business owner? You've had all these many steps in the evolution of the business. Can you think of um, steps when you could have executed better, different, quicker, slower? Uh, I'm known for executing too fast. <laughs> is that the yeah, case? Yeah, so, you know, there's definitely... Thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, not a bad thing. What's the downside to that? Uh, well, obviously the focus. You know, focus is um, going to be split. It's going to be divided, and uh, I think a lot of people don't account for that. Having multiple streams of income is the new cool thing, right? You see the TikToks, you see everybody saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're just starting off, you need to focus on one thing, right? Uh, that's the key. Then Warren Buffett said, right, put all your eggs in one basket and watch the basket. So uh, there's a lot of key takeaways from that. Alex Moses also says that, hey, get that one business to, you know, a million dollars and then you can diversify after that. But mm -hmm. uh, attention is what we need to focus, focus on. Yeah. Tell us what's going on here. This is the original camera, by the way, you guys. Look at this. This is the first A, a guy with no manufacturing or engineering skills comes up with... Yeah, you got to do the knot. A photo booth. Right, you got to do the knot. The camera was right here. We had the inkjet HB printer um, that was right here. And then That's we had so a, cool. a screen. And this is all leftover equipment that we had laying around at the house at the time. Wow, this is cool. You yeah. got so many awards, man. Congrats. Oh, no, no. So this, these awards are from our customers. So gotcha. if you earn over $10,000 with your photo booth, you can apply for PBI awards. Oh, nice. Um, so Kevin Johnson's one of our star guys. He's done over six figures with his business. Good job, Kevin. Almost approaching a million dollars now. No way. Yeah, so he'll be our first verified winner that we've been tracking. How many photo booths does he have to get to that number, you think? Last I heard, he's around six photo booth. That's it? Yeah. He has a great job. He's still keeping his job. Lots of flexibility. He does this on the weekends. That's amazing. Uh, and, you know, he can create his schedule. So a few years into the business, you're, you're growing like crazy. You're doing more than 800 events a year. Things are going well. And then shortly after that, you and your business partner split, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that experience. What did you learn about working with partners as opposed to alone? Was it daunting to think, oh, I'm going to do this on my own now? Mm -hmm. Help us understand what you learned. Yeah, the thought of it, doing it alone is definitely daunting. You definitely have to be able to be in your mind and say, like, hey, I'm going to get the job done and be confident about it. Second of all, if you are working with someone, always start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So start with, if you get me and you get into a business, hey, what does the end look like if we were to break up? That would be the first conversation that we'll have. Mm -hmm. Does it look like we part ways? You buy me out, I buy you out. We didn't have any of that planned, and so it made the breakup uh, kind of nasty. Yeah, nasty. So lawsuits back and forth, that kind of stuff. So always start with the end in mind. Interesting. All right, so by 2015, you're the unofficial, unnamed king of photo booth biz, at least in Texas, yeah. right? Dallas, at least. Dallas, yeah, yeah Dallas. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a phrase, heavy's the head that wears the crown. But last time I checked, Josh, there isn't 800 days in a year. So how in the world does this guy manage yourself physically, mentally, emotionally to, to handle all that demand. Walk us through that time in your life and how, what you did, systems, processes to make it work. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was tough managing. A, we had a staff of about 20 people. And so we were doing multiple events per day. 
so it all comes down to preparation. The process was we, we would start communicating with them on a Monday, so they would already know ahead of time, hey, okay, Friday I need to be at the office at 5 o'clock, I need to go to the event by 7 o'clock, I'm done with the event by 9 o'clock, and I'll be back at the office by 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would give them the schedule, give them the route, and everything ahead of time. I felt like if we were uh, give them the information early enough, that they would be prepared for it. And then we would also have the equipment ready for them whenever they yeah. arrive. We would make sure all the boots are tested, everything's working, the printer, make sure the props are good, we'll clean them, wipe them. So it, it made, made it easier for them to just uh, go into the office, load up, and then head to the event and make sure that everything's already tested multiple times throughout the week. That's wild, 800 yeah. events. With 20 people. Yeah, with 20, 20 people. Yeah. 20 staff. <laughs> Give us a quick insight into how important it is for entrepreneurs who are hustling literally every day, 70 hours, 80 hours initially, right? Mm -hmm. Initially. How yeah. to stay emotionally in the game. What do you do? Is it exercise? Is it IV lab visits <laughs> or whatever else people do to just get rejuvenated and so on? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough back then, especially when you're starting. I mean, we've all been there. Uh, I definitely neglected my health. Um, I, I was like, I, I got to do this now. This is a window of opportunity. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck uh, in that mindset. But if I, looking back at it, if I was taking better care of myself, I think maybe I could have made more money or could have done handled, more. Yeah, could have done more. Hmm. Um, so That's a good connection. Yeah. So looking back at it, you know, don't neglect your health. I mean, uh, they say you know, working out increases blood flow to the brain which can give you better ideas, maybe, you know, give you more, make you last longer, <laughs> you know, there longer you work days, and uh, maybe more could come out of it. But, um, yeah, looking back at it, I would definitely take better care of myself. So 800-plus events in a year, which mm -hmm. is nuts. Um, you're doing all these rentals. You've got 20 people uh, helping you out as a team, but you're renting only at that point, right? Yep. Uh, which, was it that demand that made you think, light bulb, like, wait, why don't I sell this instead? Help us understand the evolution of renting to now selling only. Mm -hmm. When things were going great, we were maxed out 800 events. And when we were working seven days a week, five days we were in the office Ouch. booking events. And then we we're working on the weekends. Up until the last event gets dropped off in the office, it could be 12 a.m., could be 1 a.m. Yes. So it was a lot. We ran, we ran into a scaling problem. Mm -hmm. And say, because you can only do so many events, you need more staff, you need more vehicles, you need more equipment. So we started looking, analyzing the business like, hey, we're, we're kind of maxed out here. What's the next step for us? And on top of that, every event we would go to, people would ask us, hey, where could I buy a photo booth mm -hmm. from? Um, so we, did, we saw an opportunity there uh, to create Photo Booth International, and that's where it stemmed from. It's like, hey, we could help more people. We could scale it further because we're packaging a product and shipping it versus actually physically having to go to each of these events. Uh, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many events that happen in your city. So that's when we decided like, hey, we can take all of our experience that we've done. We've done, we were very successful in the rentals and then package it all up into a turnkey business and be the solution that we needed when we started. Gotcha. So you, mm -hmm. it's a total, uh, it's a total 180 degree turn mm -hmm. you, you're renting that's your business that's your revenue to now you don't do events at all right right and what else grew out of that uh, Josh uh, any support I think you've got a university something going on can you tell us a little bit about that yeah we've got photo boot sales university so uh, we found out once our customers get their photo boots uh, they need help closing the deal they need help following up so photo boot sales university came out of that where we actually focused mainly on teaching people how to sell and to close deals absolutely mm -hmm. that's awesome I'm excited yeah. to know more about that and how that benefits the customer as well for sure where pbi is today as i've learned it's a company that basically lays out the red carpet for us we come in and we create our own business 
based on what you've already done in the mm -hmm. past. My question is, why do it in a way that gives us all the uh, the, the recipes for success, essentially? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of solutions out there, uh, but they may not solve the problem. And so people can uh, go and get books, they can go get help, they can buy courses. But my goal here is to provide a, a, a complete solution for them. And so that's the premise of PBI is that um, you're going to get everything that you need. You won't have to go and guess. You won't have to go elsewhere to find anything else. We have all the information from the top to the bottom about this industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's our, one of our unique selling points. We started off. We know what it's like to be at an event. We know what it's like when your printer doesn't work. We know what it's like when you get there and the elevator is not working. <laughs> uh, so we've had all those experiences. And so it's important for us to uh, provide a turnkey solution for people that solves the problem that they're looking to solve. Beautiful office. Curious how much time you actually spend here. Not too much in here. I like to be at the office where I'm meeting clients. Just the other day we had someone driving from Nashville. I got to meet him and his wife and Nashville. his kid. Nashville, like 27 or 17 hours yeah. or so? 17 hours. Just came all the way to meet us, to see the product, tour the facility and start his business. You know, he's just retired as a police officer and he's ready to make his own American dream. Wow. Let's switch gears and talk about what comes with buying a photo booth from you guys. Mm -hmm. What kind of resources, materials, training access do we receive as part of the purchase and partnership with you? Perfect. Yeah. So when you purchase a, a photo booth from us, you'll get all the equipment that you need. And then you're going to get contracts. You're going to get uh, business training. You're going to get access to our courses. You're going to get access to our Facebook group, lifetime tech support, uh, and then marketing photos and videos. So you're going to get everything that you'll need to get started off the ground. Ideally, whenever you make an order with us, we want to get you started as soon as possible. So you get access to all the materials so you can actually start building your website mm -hmm. and start uh, creating your social media platforms and use the marketing photos that we have from the sound of it you're kind of like santa claus giving out an opportunity to create a money-making machine it's a business that you can do part-time mm -hmm. as opposed to full-time i mean that's what i'm hearing so that's pretty cool thank you what yeah. do you think is the number one uh tool or resource uh as we partner up with you or someone does i would say the marketing materials that, that we we offer to you let's say you were to place an order tonight something that's overlooked yeah you can you can log into our platform on the back end you can download the marketing materials and you can go set up your instagram tonight and you can already have pictures as as if it were you were in mm -hmm. business already Let's talk about the numbers. I want to get into the business. I'm interested. It's exciting to me because uh, it'll be a part-time gig. Help us understand the cost involved, typically, what it involves, the resources I get, how many photo booths that includes, everything possibly that we need to know. Sure. So on average, we recommend our package is just under 19000 okay. You're going to get to pick any photo booth. You're going to get a backdrop, props, um, LLC setup, a logo, six months of coaching, and a two-year warranty. Mm -hmm. Also, standard with our packages, you're going to get business contracts, access to the private Facebook group, lifetime tech support, bank account. So you're going to get that package, and that's going to get you up and running. $19,000 seems fair because you get a ton of value in that package, so that's awesome. Is there a chance that our viewers exclusively can get access to a special deal? There is. So before you guys came out, we Tell were working... Us. Uh, behind the scenes and we came up with an awesome discount awesome package for you guys so if you guys want to check out the package that we have exclusively for upload viewers wow. go ahead and click the link below we actually have that package that I just mentioned the 19,000 19,000 how much we the got discount? It. you guys ready yes we have it for 12 five 12, 12 and a half five. thousand dude that is fair that is fair give it to me guys take advantage of it right now when you get a chance click the link for more details you will not regret it all right so I like these uh, 
thrones. Feeling like a king? Yeah, feeling like a king, for sure. But I want to touch on, you know, the fact that there's a lot of people out there in their day-to-day -day jobs who are unsatisfied, but they're paralyzed to take the next step. Can you talk to us about your advice on what they can do to uh, just get out of that cycle, you know, and take the next step, whether it's face the fear and so on and so on? Yeah, perfect. I was there myself. Uh, I was working a corporate job, had a 401k employee stock purchase plan. I wasn't happy, you know, I was, wasn't getting opportunities, wasn't getting raises, and uh, I knew that it, I just wasn't fulfilled. So I had to do something else on the side. Um, jumping in to what I did, it was, it was risky because I didn't have anyone to show me the path. Uh, and that ties you're, back you're to- creating a path. Yeah, we had, we had to create the path. Um, and that kind of ties into what we do here as a company is like we, we provide everything that you need to be successful in the terms of contracts, you know, training, coaching. Um, so for those who are on the fence about it or thinking about it or scared, um, trying to do it on your own versus having a blueprint uh, is going to be the big difference, right? That's true. And, and that's mm -hmm. the risk. So I recommend whatever it is, whether you decide to start a you know, side hustle with us or, or someone else, just make sure they've already accomplished what you're going after. That's well said. Let me touch on real quick the moment where you left the corporate job and pursued this. Somebody's watching, they want to pursue something else, but they're paralyzed. Again, I want to go back to that word. What helped you in that moment? I think for me, uh, they wa I went to work one day, they walked in and called us all to the conference room and they said, hey, we're moving this entire department overseas. At that point, mm. there was, that was actually the second time that happened to me and I didn't want the third time to happen. And so that, that was the turning point for me. I said, hey, this is the time now that I need to go ahead and do this and not wait for the third time for this to happen again. Guys, if you're enjoying this video, do us a huge favor, hit that like and subscribe button so that we can continue to bring you inspirational stories just like Josh here. Thank you for watching. Josh, tell me what this thing is because this thing is freaking cool looking. Reminds me of the Tron movie, but obviously this isn't the Tron photo booth. <laughs> it's not. We can't. Uh, can't <laughs> really that. that lesson. <laughs> but what does this mean for your company? Like, what's the idea behind this? What do you hope to achieve in the next three to five years uh, with, with this setup here? Yeah, our goal is to offer our customer a passive income uh, opportunity. And That's so, so cool. They could uh, essentially drop these off uh, or place these at different locations. And uh, people go in there. There's a credit card reader. They can mm -hmm. take a couple of photos and pay a couple of bucks and um, you know get their photos right away and you don't really have to attend the photo booth. So we're still working on this. It's, is this a prototype? Yeah, it's a prototype. So you guys are getting first access to it. What do you think it's going to uh, cost me? Uh, it's going to be around 15000 15 k Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, they are in, I've seen them in super malls and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're different. They don't look as cool. It's all about attracting people, right? Absolutely. And, and then uh, also we're going to have, you know, credit card payments. So it's going to be super passive. I mean, minimal time investment. You, you can go check on it maybe once a quarter or something like that. You nice. know, it can hold 700 prints at a time. Wow. Cash making machine. Yeah, there you go. Well, these photo booths is definitely something I would be interested in, honestly, just because they're fun. It, it, like you said, you're, you're providing an opportunity for an experience. Mm -hmm. If I had one or two, um, can you break down the numbers? What can I charge per event? Uh, what do the margins look like as well? And then just operations. How many hours do I commit to an event? Mm -hmm. what, what does all that look like? So on a rule of thumb that I like to say, it's about 250 an hour. 250? Yeah, is what a rental would go, go like. And it depends if you're in New York City, if you're in Miami, if you're in Dallas. Um, so that's going to uh, based on that. And then uh, what you can do to increase that is add on uh, packages like these chairs. 
So you can easily take a thousand dollar event, add a throne chair to it, get an extra fifteen hundred. Are these chairs what two fifty an hour too, or just uh, well, no, one you, time for you, the whole event? Yeah, right? exactly, one time for a whole event. Uh, the goal here is not to do more events; is to get more from each event. Mm -hmm. So how can we bundle That's something cute. together? How could we add a backdrop? Could we add up lights? Could we add a scrapbook? Could we add extra prints, maybe a digital book or copies of all the mm. uh, the photos provided to the bride and groom? Uh, so th there's many different options with that. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what are the margins in general? Let's say I have an event and it's a thousand dollars that the customer's paying me. At the end of the day, what's my margin? Thirty, forty percent, fifty, more? I would say it's more than that. If you're operating from your house, it just depends what your overhead is. I mean, mm -hmm. you obviously got your, your gas for travel, your yeah. insurance. The ink and paper is very, very cheap. Um, so it's not going to be too much expense. These days, um, yeah. Yeah, so I would say around 80%. Whoa. Yeah. Now that's a good profit margin. <laughs> and you have a very, very happy customer at the end too, yeah. right? So now you're super happy. Exactly. And then the customer. How are you reaching, finding, and discovering new customers today? So right now we do a lot of YouTube, and so we showcase the opportunity, we showcase my story, my background, uh, and uh, the successes of our customers. So that would be one of our primary ways. Other ways, mm -hmm. obviously Google Ads and you Facebook Ads. As a company, if I may ask, what are you spending on marketing and just getting your name out there on a monthly basis? We spend around 20,000 a month. 20 grand? Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good number. Because mm -hmm. your revenues, on average, for 24 projected to be where yeah. per month uh, for the company? You're around a half a million a month? Yeah, we're around half in a revenue. Month. Yeah, our goal is to get to a million dollars a month. Dude, that's, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> hey guys, you know that YouTube is not the only thing we do to inspire and educate other entrepreneurs. We appreciate you watching. However, if you're a seasoned business pro or just getting started, head over to upflip.com for more resources, blueprints on how to scale and grow businesses. Check it out. So you also have a YouTube channel, and I'm curious, how important is content creation, not only for the current customers, but also informing and finding new ones as well? Can you just speak and elaborate on that? Yeah, I like shooting content to give back to people, show them how to use our product. Anyone can make a product nowadays and sell it, you know, but it takes uh, someone who really cares to go out there, show people how to use it, how to grow their business, and then connect with their customers. Uh, so we get a lot of customers that follow us for years before they can maybe be in a position to purchase a photo booth mm -hmm. uh, or finally make the decision to purchase it. And so it makes the sale a lot easier for us when they've been watching us for you know, several years. For other industries, Josh, as well, talk more a little bit about how important is content creation in general, right? not necessarily photo booth, but mm -hmm. what does that do to a business when you go that route, you get a camera out and you start telling a story? What have you seen and experienced? From our customers, they say that we're more transparent than anybody else. And, and people nowadays, there's so much of fake stuff online um, and you know, people being sold to all the time. They want they want that real behind the scenes stuff. That's why reality TV is so so. Uh, even though it's not real, even though it's not real, it's scripted. It's scripted, yeah. But uh, you know, people want to see behind the scenes. I feel mm -hmm. like that's uh, a big thing for for companies that they need to do, and it's been massive for us. As someone who's built a business around taking care of others, when do you have your quote unquote Josh time to take care of yourself, and how how do you do that, Josh? Uh, I like to. Uh, ride my ATVs on the weekends. I live out in the country, so you got some acreage. Yeah, I got some acreage there, so that's that's always fun to unplug. What else do you do besides ATVs in uh, Texas here? In Texas, I like to DJ. I'm a DJ. I produce music. You still do that? Yeah. Oh wait. Why would I listen to this on our way to Austin? Yeah, I'll get you in the trans and this one's a real good. It got played on the state of trans. This one. Yeah. That's so cool. You like wrote this? Yeah. Yeah, you're creative. 
All right, we'll bump it up in the car. Okay, let's... <laughs> so photos obviously capture a moment in time, my history and stuff like that. Is there a moment in the origins of the business that um, you wish you would have captured but didn't? And, and why, why would you want it now? I would say in the beginning, like the first six months, the first year, uh, we were operating out of uh, a condos, just a bedroom. We had two desks in there. We had the photo booth in there. And it was really cramped and we had two computers and it was like me and my business partner at the time. And I wish I had more footage of that just to kind of, you know, have perspective of like where you came from. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Like people watching us right now who are starting a new journey, mm -hmm. why would your advice to them be like, hey, pick up the phone, record everything, create that content, why? People like to follow a good story. People like to see the origins, how you get started. And they want to help the underdog. They want to see like, hey, if you got a good story, like if you struggled, you're a single mom, you bought a photo booth, mm -hmm. you want you want it to work. They want to support that kind of business. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you share that kind of story out there on the platform, that can help you grow your business. In a world where you can take selfies and photos many, many different ways now, Josh, why do you think photo booths will be a staple for events moving forward? Well, what we're doing is we're selling an experience. That experience where the photo booth is there at a wedding, grandma came in from out of town, the whole family is together. I remember my wedding, you know, family flew in from overseas. We were able to get in front of the photo booth. We took a picture. The picture printed out instantly, and we were able to, you know, give them the photos. They were able to take it back home with them instead of having the photos on a cloud drive somewhere that you never get to see them. <laughs> Sometimes I remember uh, we got a call one time. They said, hey, uh, we need a, a copy of the photo because grandma had just passed away, and that was the last family photo that we took together was at the photo booth at someone's wedding. And so that's, that's the experience. It, it's a little different when you just whip out the phone. Anyone could take a picture with their phone, but it's stuck on the phone. Grandma doesn't have a phone. How is she going to see the photo? Well, even if like people, you know, my wife's got, I think, like 14,000 pictures in her iPhone. I'm like, there you go. what are the chances that we see all of them? This is yeah. making that one captured moment. It's that moment. Tangible. It's right. in your hand. And yeah, I don't think yeah. you can beat that. You put it, you go back, you put it on the fridge, you put it in, in the office cubicle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you get a chance, you look over at it and you just remember that moment. What about your recommendation for events that you wouldn't want to typically take a photo booth to. I mean, I'm kind of thinking, you know, funerals, that sounds like a good idea, but maybe it'll be off-putting to some people. Uh, so are there events where photo booths are not an option? I would say I'll be careful for like public events, like parades, you know, it can get a little rowdy. You got people drinking. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the St. Patrick's Day Parade here in Dallas. Like, I wouldn't recommend taking a photo booth out there. They just get, be destroyed or something? Yeah, I think people just get, you know, when you got crowds, like massive crowds, everybody's drinking, maybe like heavy sports, mm -hmm. you know, some sports teams, you know, they get a little rowdier than others. <laughs> you want to be careful for that. Josh, it's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, really the offer you're giving us and our viewers as well. I think that's incredible. Cool. Thank you very much for coming. Our pleasure. Enjoyed it. What an incredible story. If you're looking for a picture-perfect business or a side hustle of your own, you've got to check out this episode where a snack fiend turned his vending machine side hustle into a $50,000 a month empire, and you'll be stunned on how simple the process was. Take a second to like, subscribe, and we will see you next time.